Welcome to the Strategy Rewind Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel LeBron. Here at the Strategy Rewind Podcast, we look at the relationship between goals, strategies, belief, and objective breakthrough. I'm so excited for today's episode. Hey, if we haven't met before, thank you for being connected here today. I am a father, a leader, an author, a strategy coach, and mentor, and I partner with individuals who have a goal but need a strategy. And in this podcast, we focus on the strategy to help you have a breakthrough moment. So you want to develop a strategy plan. Well, first things first, you're going to have to figure out where you are. And I know that that sounds fairly simple. Where I am while I'm here. No, no, no. You're going to have to figure out where you are and the distance from where you are to where you want to be. Of course, figuring out where you are can often be tough because of the fact that we lack the honesty with ourselves. Oh, it's easy to be honest with someone else. Often it's difficult, though, to be honest with ourselves and to actually come to the place of realizing that, well, we may have missed the mark. We may need to pivot. We may need to make some changes. Oftentimes these changes include relationships or your mindsets or your simple attitude. And so when we look at analyzing where we are, we have to take into consideration few variables, but here's what I would consider. Get with the people that you know have the ability to be brutally honest. Like there's levels to this, right? (laughs) When we talk about honesty, there are individuals who are honest with you and they're going to be very meticulous and detailed on how they say the words they say. And they say it with love, but they say it with a lot of care. And that's wonderful. That may be your mommy. That may be your grandma, right? That may be that person that they're going to tell you the honest, but they're going to be like, oh, baby, come here. (laughs) You know, they're going to talk to you very soothing. So even though it's It's a tough word that they're giving you. You're going to take it nicely because of the way they're delivering it. But then you have those other people in your life. You have those other people in your life that are honest, but they do not mince words. They are direct. They are blunt. They are dry with it. Those are the people you want to also converse with. You may be avoiding those people. Those people may be your dad or for some people, it's their mom or maybe a a uncle, right? You need to get to these people as well. Why? Because what you need to do is ask them, hey, where do you think I am? Here's here's my goal, but where do you think I am? Or, Or how do you think I'm doing, right? You need to be honest with these people. And so oftentimes you'll hear individuals say, hey, don't share your dreams with anyone. Don't share your goals with anyone. The truth is you're always going to find naysayers. So if you're not sharing your dreams and goals with someone because you're afraid that they may be a naysayer, well, how will you even know that they're a naysayer? How do you even know if they're a hater as opposed to a naysayer? Well, how do you know? The way you know is by engaging and conversing, engaging their attitude. You say, oh, wait a minute. This person reacted different than this other person. This other person is nourishing my vision, but this person not so much. Maybe I won't share this part with them. However, you need these individuals that are going to be brutally honest because honestly, we tend to not be so honest with ourselves. 
It's easy for us to see how far we've come as opposed to see to where we are and the distance that we have between here and now and where we'd like to be. So before even trying to move any further, we have to develop an understanding of where am I? Where am I right now on the trajectory of where I want to be? And be honest with yourself and be able to create that collective group of individuals around you that will come in and be able to say, yep, this is where you are. Hey, you're not as close as you think you are. You're not as far away as you think you are. Or maybe you need to adjust these areas. Or maybe you need to watch these relationships. Those people that are honest. And what you would have to do is that you would have to be silent while they speak and understand that no matter if they're saying it in a nice, smooth tone or if they're saying it rather dry and very blunt, understand that if you're asking for their input, they're going to give it to you. And at the end of the day, you determine how you react with this input. This is just the first step of really getting an understanding of where you are so that you can begin to lay down a firm strategy. Because remember, Strategy is a defined number of steps that'll get you to your breakthrough moment. But in order for you to know the steps, well, you've got to know where you are. Now, maybe you're saying, Miguel, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready to share my dreams. I'm not sure ready to share my goals. I'm not ready to speak to these people that I know who they are. Who I know who the people are who are very sweet with it. I know who they are who are very dry with it. Or maybe you're saying I'm just not ready for that. Is there another step that I could go through? Sure. You can go ahead and you can start writing a list of what's important to you. Now, this is not going to be a two-minute step. It's not going to be something where you open your journal or find a loose piece of paper or a napkin and you just write two things and say, I'm done. You really have to take a moment and sit in this, okay, what's most important to me right now? If I'm in a burning house and I need to get out, but I only have a few, like a small window that I can grab something and go, a small window, okay? You, you only have seconds before the place collapse, and around you, you have everything that's important. What are the top 10 things? What are the top five things? What are the top two things? What's the number one thing that you're going to grab? And so what you have to do is write out a list such as that. What's the top 10 important things in my life? What is the top five? And then from there, begin to dwindle it down to actually figuring out what's most important in your life. Oftentimes, it's easy to do this, this actual exercise by just writing a list. Don't even worry about if it's 10, 15, 20, 100. Don't even think about that. Just begin to write. What's important with, for me? Well, for you, it may be money, it may be security, it may be a job, it may be a career, or maybe you want to be an entrepreneur, maybe a solopreneur, or maybe you want to be dangerous and <laughs> take trips around the world and, you know, whatever that may be, whatever is important to you, maybe your cat is important to you or your dog holds a high ranking in your life, right? Whatever is important to you, nothing is off limits here on what is important to you, but by determining what's most important to you, then you can begin to dwindle down the list. So even if you find yourself writing two sheets of paper on what's important, you say, okay, I think I think I got it all. Okay, now let's start the steps of dwindling it down and think about if I only had seconds to live, if I only had seconds to engage, if this is the last conversation I'm having, if this is the last thing that I can grab before the house burns down, what is that thing? 
because maybe on your list of things that were important, you put a, I don't know, an Xbox. But but if the house is burning down, are you really going to sacrifice everything for this this Xbox? Possibly not, but you will go ahead and reach over to relationships. You will reach over to spirituality or you will reach over to something that's much more important to you. And so making that list is a good way to start gauging what your priorities are and starting to develop that will actually then allow you to formulate this strategy plan. Because if it's so important to you, then why aren't you moving towards it? And that's where the strategy plan comes in. After you've identified you know, the things that are important to you, you actually want to identify how far you are from said breakthrough moment, then you can begin to actually implement that particular strategy plan. There is a saying that I heard many years ago, and I think it's still true today. There's a saying, which is it takes a village to raise a child. And I think when we talk about a dream, it takes a village to raise a dream. It's not just one individual that's going to make this dream a reality. You think about the game of basketball, you have individuals who are on the court working towards making this dream a reality. You have individuals who are on the bench ready to come in at any given moment, right? You think about any team sport, team organization, there has to be a team. The idea is that we are all working as a collective to bring forth our goals, make them a reality. And sure, each individual may have a specific goal in mind, but the overarching goal, the, 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 the thing that connects us all together is the fact that we want to have this breakthrough moment. We want to make this a reality. It takes a village. And when we talk about your dreams, your goals, your vision, it's going to take a village. It's, you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. So even if you say, okay, Miguel, I'm not going to talk to those people that are very nice and sweet when they speak to me, or even to those people that are very dry and direct with me. I'm, I'm going to avoid that step. I'm just going to write down the things that are important to me. I'm going to create pillars in my life, create priorities, and I'm going to go for it. You're not fulfilling the necessary steps. It takes a village because once you have found those people that rather they're brutally honest or rather they are lovingly honest. I mean, truly, they're both oftentimes doing it lovingly. It's just different styles. However, once you have identified those people, you can actually go ahead and now create an accountability partner. And this is really sometimes where individuals find a struggle creating an accountability partner. Who's that person that's going to call me out if I'm messing up? And this is why you want to be able to find those people that, yeah, they're sweet and they speak nice, but, but you want to also find those people that are brutally honest and they're going to call you out on your nonsense. Somebody's got to check you at the door and say, yo, that ain't it. You're missing the mark. You can be better. You can do better. You can think better. We need those people around us. And so, yes, make the list. And yes, be like Santa Claus and check it twice because you're always going to want to review, review, review. But here's the thing. It takes a village. It takes a village. And so one of the things that I did early on as I began to branch out, as I began to network with other individuals and high-performing individuals, is that I actually started off on an old little platform called Facebook. That's right. 
Facebook. You see, Facebook has communities and groups, and I began to join those groups. And through those groups, I connected with individuals on a personal level, and we actually began to hang out, converse. Some of them have been part of the podcast. I've been with them on masterminds and different events. But by actually going ahead and networking, I've began to create a group of individuals around me that can, well, bounce ideas off of each other and nourish each other's vision. If you don't like the circle you have around you, if you don't like the tribe that you have around you, create a new tribe. Surround yourself with people that would nourish your vision because ultimately it takes a village. And we're talking about implementing, creating a strategy plan. We going to need some people. (laughs) We're going to need some people around us. It's not going to be something that you're going to be able to do all by yourself because we weren't designed to be all by ourselves. On an island by ourselves, we can't accomplish much. Today, we're talking about the necessary steps for establishing a strategy plan. So again, number one, you want to go ahead and talk to those people that are honest with you, people that know you, people that are brutally honest, people that are honest, but in a nice, softer tone. You want to gauge both groups. Don't isolate any of them. And you also want to go ahead and write out a list of what's most important to you. It's okay if you don't number the list initially, but as you continue forward, you want to dwindle it down until you get to the part what's most important to you. Oftentimes, I'll tell you what, in this strategy, in this particular exercise, oftentimes I've seen that there is a parallel between things. Like, for example, you'll say, well, security is very important to me and my career is very important to me. Well, great. These two things are actually parallel. They're not separated from each other because if you excel in your career, then you'll gain the financial dividends you need, which will equal to the security you're looking for. And so now you can begin to say, okay, with this, these two things come together. So it's not necessarily scratching things off of a list. You can also look for, okay, what is actually part of the same family, but just has a different name. Let me circle these two things so that I can begin to create these pillars in my life of what's most important to me. And of course, it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a child, and it takes a village to raise a dream, because on an island by yourself, we can't accomplish anything. Let me talk to you about our show sponsors, United Marriage Encounter. United Marriage Encounter is a worldwide nonprofit organization dedicated to improving marriages by introducing powerful, practical, ongoing communication strategies. It's such a powerful experience, the weekends that they host for marriages. Early in our marriage, my wife and I went to a weekend, but the strategies that we received were so powerful, we decided to go again because the truth is that we can always keep growing and learning on how to better communicate. The weekends that they host are presented in a conference-type setting, but after that initial meet and greet, no other group sharing is required. Each couple is given enough time to talk privately, freely, and be able to dedicate their entire time to their significant other. Head over to unitedmarriage.com. That's unitedmarriage.com, where there you'll find more details on events that are coming up and may be happening in your neck of the woods. I'm sitting with Isa Gonzalez. Isa, thank you so much for being part of the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited that um, I get to be here and I'm really excited to talk about strategy today. 
Yes, ma'am. For those who are not familiar with the amazing things that you're doing, let them know about yourself. So, hey, guys, my name is Isa Gonzalez, as Miguel said, and I currently have a gaming podcast. And so on my show, I like to take gaming concepts and turn them into life lessons. And Miguel has actually been a part of it already. I'm currently in the process of, you know, setting everything up. But yeah, if you're someone that loves gaming and loves personal development as well, then feel free to check out the podcast. It's called Equipped in Game and in Real Life. And so I try to boost out content weekly. And yeah. With regards to strategy, because that's what we're talking about here today. How do you define the word strategy? So for me, strategy, well, my the way I see it, because when I was growing up, whenever someone would throw that word to me, I would always find it daunting or I would only associate it with business. And I didn't come from any business background whatsoever. And so it kind of was something that I would not accept right away. You know what I mean? It's like a word that I know that important people use, but mostly just geared towards business. But then as I grew older, like as I grew, uh, as I went through college and as I graduated and started working, I realized that strategy isn't that scary because if you really think about it every day, there are things that we can do that actually allow us to strategize already. And whether we you know, for example, for me, how I set up my time, how I schedule my days um, from hour to hour, whether I know what priority is a priority and what isn't. And if, or if some things can be pushed back a little, if some things can't, that to me is already, you know, strategizing um, on a micro level, like really just geared towards what you do on a daily basis. And it's all about, you know, making things work for you in your situation, despite your circumstances, there's always a way to sort of twist it and somehow turn maybe a negative thing into a better one. It doesn't mean that, you know, you, you necessarily solve the problem right away, but with whatever that you're dealt, you can approach it um, in the best way possible. So to me, that's what strategy is all about. It almost seems like in your definition, there's built in optimism that things are going to work out. Well, yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, when you want to strategize, it's all rooted in wanting a better situation for yourself, whether it's about work, um, your personal life, your health, your business, whatever. But the reason why you want to strategize is because you know something isn't set up in the best way possible yet, and you want to be able to do that for yourself. And so, yeah, there has to be, you know, a hint of, optimism there that things would eventually work on its own or things would eventually work out after you you know implement that strategy i like the fact that your podcast focuses on gaming as a way to create a strategy in our life so before we dive into your podcast and talk more about the amazing concept and the way that you podcast. Talk a little bit about what some tactics we can use or strategies within building a strategy plan in our life. Well, if you're someone that wants to start building a strategy, I am really a firm believer that you can't create a better environment, a better situation for yourself if you don't know and if you don't acknowledge 
the current situation that you are in. And that takes a lot of honesty. And that's something that I struggled with in the past because I would always sort of try to fool myself. I would always sort of want to deny or avoid admitting that, you know, something bad is happening in my life because that means if I acknowledge it, that means I have to address it. You know, there's like some um, hesitance there that exists. And when I grew up, I was just like, you know what, I can't solve a problem if I don't know what a problem is, if I don't know that it's happening to me. And so if you're trying to build out a strategy to get yourself to a better place, you have to first know, like, where are you standing right now? What is it about your situation that you don't necessarily like, or maybe you do like it, but you know that there could be a better situation for you. And, you know, just note those differences down and really be honest with yourself, because if you constantly, you know, try to create this facade or, you know, sugarcoat your own life, then that isn't really going to do you any good. It's just going to mean that you're going to prolong the the struggle or you're going to prolong whatever is not working right. And at the, at the end of the day, it's just going to bite you back eventually as time goes on. And so that would be my step one, honestly, just acknowledging where you're at. And then from there, now you can decide like, okay, this is where I'm, this is where I am right now. Where do I want to be next? And when you can envision where you are right now and where you want to be next, you'll notice that there's this gap, right? And that gap is sort of the gap that you have to overcome. And the thing about strategy is, again, you have to know the steps, or at least you have to formulate some steps that will take you um, closer to that place that you want to be. Steps that will help you narrow that gap. And the thing that I like about, you know, determining how to narrow this gap out is you have to still acknowledge what you're lacking, you know, your resources that... Um, you do have the resources that you don't have because at the end of the day, that's you assessing, okay, this is the, the tools that I have. This is the equipment that I'm capable of using. How can I optimize it and how can I use it in the best way possible? Because I've also heard a lot of stories where people, you know, have access to a lot of resources, but then the thing is they don't know that they have access to them. Right. And so I feel like a big part of strategizing is just really being mindful about your life and what it is that you have, what it is you don't have, and not necessarily taking what you don't have as a disadvantage. Um, and I say that because when you know what you don't have right now, um, it's like up to you to decide to shift your focus because, okay, I might not have this, this, or this, but there might be a workaround. There might be something that I can do still, despite having, despite not having what I actually envisioned in mind. And so a lot of strategizing, yes, is putting in the work, but I think it really starts with your mindset and really how you see the situation in front of you. And, you know, after you're done visualizing all that stuff, after you've, you know, sort of acknowledged the gap and you're, start, you're starting to formulate these steps, I like to think of these steps as, you know, little objectives. And by objectives, it's like uh, literally a stepping stone. So if you want to transition to maybe 
um, a gluten-free lifestyle because this is something that I am trying to do right now. Um, I can't go gluten-free overnight. Like I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna suffer so much. And so right now I'm really trying to break it down into bite-sized pieces that I can do every single day. Because when you're trying to create a strategy, you have to also acknowledge that there might be things that you have to do that you've never done before. And the fact that these things are things that you're doing for the first time, again, there's going to be some resistance there. There's going to be, you know, some fear there that it's not going to go well, or it, you're not going to see the results right away, or like just things aren't going the way you want them to. And by sort of creating objectives that are one, not only, you know, um, objectives that aren't only geared towards your goals, but objectives that you know you would be able to um, accomplish one day. I think the balance between those two really helps. And because like, I could also imagine someone wants to, you know, create the strategy and they have a bunch of objectives and they're like more than 10 objectives on that list. And then when you look at it, it's like, holy cow, this is a lot of stuff to do. And once that thought, once that thought kicks in, that's when fear can kick in also. That's when um, procrastination can kick in. That's when, you know, your, your tendency to go back to bad habits kicks in. And that's what you want to avoid. And so by making these bite-sized objectives and also making sure that there's something that you're capable of doing, um, I think that helps a lot. It's definitely helping me a lot. Um, it's a lot better than trying to overwhelm myself, you know, with the fact that I need to change or the fact that I need to create a strategy because my old one didn't work. Like all of that stuff is going through through your head at some point. And you want to be able to clear those thoughts away because those thoughts will distract you. And so, um, so step one is like, you know, visualization and really acknowledging where you stand. And then step two is creating these bite-sized bite objectives. Then I think step three would be, how will you know that these objectives were already met? How, you, how will you know if you've already succeeded? And, you know, relating this sort of to video games, what a lot of people love about video games is the fact that you can get this sense of accomplishment, right? You see those little banners pop up and you see the, the confetti all over your screen and whatnot, and it gives you that sense of celebrating. But how will you know in real life that you've accomplished an objective if you don't have like a specific metric or a specific um, key? That lets you know that okay this goal was hit and so to me um what's an example i can use maybe in my personal in my life right now i am currently trying to build a community um, organically and so i can imagine that if someone wants to build a community they they think about numbers right they think about how many people have joined a specific group or a specific page and then they sort of stop there or that's sort of like the main indicator that they look at or the main number that they look at but then at the end of the day what's the point of building a community if you're not you know willing to engage with them if those people in your group aren't even you know interested in what your community is all about right then 
if you're if you're basing your success of growing a community based on just the number of people that are a part of it rather than let's say the amount of conversations that everyone has how many people are actually talking how many people are actually sharing um you know and engaging in these genuine conversations and how many of them are just not active if you were to choose the numbers you would think that you were growing a really really great community but then if you were to go with the latter you would start to think okay only a few people are talking, maybe I could create more events, or maybe I could, you know, um, start some more conversations and just like involve more people or at least give them the chance to be involved, right? And so that's what I'm trying to say, like the metrics that you're using to, to measure your success are really important because you could say that, um, you, you hit all your goals, but then if you zoom out and look at the bigger picture, you might not actually be moving towards the original objective that you had for yourself. And again, that's why for the objectives, it's so important that they're also clear. Um, it's not just, for example, if I want to lose weight, I can't just say I want to lose weight. That's my objective right? Like that's so vague. That's not going to give you a chance to create a step-by-step plan, which is what you need. And being specific while also knowing that, you know, these goals are going to take you to where you want to be. I think those are so important. And it seems like it's so easy to say, but again, this is admittedly something that I still am trying to work on, right? And that's fine because, Every day we get the chance to strategize. Every day we get the chance to pivot and make the the small tweaks to our lives that we want to make that will somehow help us and somehow get us a step closer to where we want to be. But um, I think when it comes to strategy, you know, the reason why we're talking about this is because you could also not strategize. You could also just, you know, <laughs> make a run for it without having any clue where you're headed. And that's also not the best way to go because why waste that time? Why waste, you know, precious hours, precious moments going somewhere you don't want to be? And if you know that you're not going where you want to be, then again, this is your chance. You have that chance every single day. And it's just a matter of taking action. There is a level of honesty that one must possess. Uh, oftentimes, I'll struggle with my children as a father. I'll struggle with them ensuring that they say the truth. And, and if I find them saying a lie, rather be a quote-unquote white lie or a little tale here and there, I'll often confront them by saying, you're not lying to me, you're lying to yourself. And when we talk about strategy, as you were mentioning, it really is a level of honesty to oneself, not to anyone else, but just to oneself in order to employ a real, real good strategy. Talk about a real good strategy. Your podcast is a good strategy for everyone to tune into. It's an amazing podcast. Talk a bit about your podcast and how listeners can actually tune into it. Yeah, so for my podcast, again, it's all about gaming, but my little twist is, you know, relating it to our real lives. And 
I very actually I'm currently in the process of varying the formats that I have so at the start I started with just solo episodes until I finally felt ready to bring more people on the show and just have you know um, amazing conversations about gaming but from different people um, from different walks of life and so if you guys are interested in any of that um, you could check out the spot you could check out the podcast on all podcast platforms the major ones pause the major ones uh, spotify apple google Podcasts, and then we're also active on facebook instagram tiktok that's at equipped podcast ph and I currently have a Discord server too. And so that's sort of why I mentioned the community earlier. Um, but yeah, if you guys love gaming and if you guys just want to, you know, find more ways, find more strategies and methods to apply gaming into your own life, then be my guest and check the podcast out. I'd really appreciate it. Issa, thank you so much for being with us here today and all the amazing strategies you've provided here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was nice to talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much for everyone who has been connected here today on Strategy Rewind Podcast. For more information on this podcast, head over to strategyrewind.com. Of course, I also want to thank today's guest and encourage you to head over to the show notes of this episode as you can find details on what they're doing and how you can connect with them. There in the show notes, you'll also find information on today's show sponsor, which is United Marriage Encounter. Remember, they have events going on all through the calendar year and even in your next of the woods. Of course, if you'd like to be a sponsor of this podcast, head over to miguellebron.com. There you'll find details not only of how you can become a sponsor of this podcast, but also information on Miguel Lebron coaching. As always, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast. And of course, surround yourself with people that will nourish your vision. <laughs>